Hello, fermented folks. Welcome to the podcast where we drink beer, talk about genre fiction, and argue with each other. Fermented fiction. We're so glad to have you here. And today, we're doing some holiday special stuff. But first, we're going to get to personal updates. Travis, what do you got? Oh, man. <laughs> now, remember, um, next week, you already updated everybody. So It's true. We recorded <laughs> early. Next um, week, even I will have updated. Uh, I have potentially a possible contract coming my way to sign on to my job for three years and get paid Whoa. to be certi certified in my teaching, which is philosophy and theology. So there's no state certification for those subjects. So I have to go through like a private company, which costs a lot of money. But we're going to pay for it. Thanks. Fire. That's awesome, man. Good. So you're going to get education paid for and a three-year contract deal yes that's amazing yeah that's awesome. big because jeremy oh i'm updating oh i'm updating for the first time <laughs> next week when i say I i've updated for the first time i will have been wrong <laughs> about that what so. we're talking about here is we record two episodes all the time we recorded christmas at the same time as this one but this one's coming out before christmas so Jeremy is actually in another dimension yeah. for all intents and purposes right now. And Travis is not finishing his beer from next week at this very moment. I'm existing <laughs> across all dimensions. It's everything, everywhere, all at once. You've seen movies. Yeah, watch yeah. movies, but not the Santa Claus, which you'll find out why next week. Or Jeremy. do, which you'll also find out why next week. We'll see. We may. We might. Anyway, life. Update. I'm going to update this life. Okay, so like... So like life, man. So I got What's that about. Yeah, what is it about? But anyway, ooh, I know. I got a 3D printer somewhat recently. Oh. Which means, yeah, I'm revealing stuff. Reveal it. Which means, you know, lots of uh fun fermented things to to print out for everybody. Yeah. Because we're cool like that. We're so cool. Yeah. That's a great thing. I know, right? Chime off in the comments if you want a fermented fiction keychain. Philip Ridgers, we will send yours post haste. It's always already coming. We already got your address and everything. Yeah. Same with you, Pedro. Yeah, yeah same with Pedro. Pedro, op, well, obviously, it goes without saying, at no. least it no. used to. Wait, no, Colin, did you bring him one? <laughs> did I what? Did you bring him one in person? Because, I mean, you're at his show. Yeah, did you bring I don't think a... Colin got one yet. Yeah, Colin doesn't even have one yet. <laughs> you know, it, it, I mean, because he decided to just go to a garage. In the in I was contacting Jeremy, and he was, I think, you know, doing the whole on the runway, trying to get it to me out the window of the private jet as I held yeah. my hand out to him, and it just classic. Uh, yeah, it would have been a lot easier with a helicopter. Would have been so much easier. Yeah, I know. Like with a good arm, I, I could just. Yeah, for for no. viewers who don't know and listeners, I'm uh, coming to you live from the undisclosed northern location of Pedro Pascal's chalet. May or may not be in the Swiss Alps. <laughs> we've all yeah. been. You know, it's really the fire back there. We've all been. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, we've all been. Of course, it's undisclosed. What have we been? Yeah, and there's a mystery beer coming. Up. To the chalet. I took from Pedro's fridge. Yes, of course. I've been to the garage of the chalet. Yeah. yeah. Well, can't let just anybody <laughs> into the chalet. You know, no. there's a quota for the little goblin-faced people, you know? But, well, what are you trying to say? I don't know. That seems unrelated to what I, what we it were. kind of does being all of a sudden. All right, man. It's unrelated. <laughs> so, uh, Colin, what's your life i need a life update sure yeah even jeremy I. gets him now so why not you it's true i i uh and i found out my sci-fi novel that i've been working on for a couple years now i was selecting the wrong like when you select how much of your novel that you've written in scrivener it doesn't actually give you the total numbers unless you unclick and you check every single subheading. So anyway, I found out that was at 60,000 words, which is good, because I was worried I was only at like 40,000 or something. So, nice. Yeah. That's, that's officially a full novel. Now. I need to get that yeah, higher. Like book length. It's officially a novel. Hell yeah. So, yeah. Good working through man. that. 
things are going good. And we had our successful Cascade Writers workshop on horror, which is on Cascade Writers Patreon, patreon.com slash Cascade Writers. You should check it out. So uh, that is with uh, Wendy. Um, and who is our other author there, Clay? Gordon B. White. Gordon B. White. You know, your boy Gordon. Your boy Gordon. And hey. since this comes out probably after wrong. we announce it, we're going to have a poetry workshop coming up in the spring. Hell yeah. It's going to be rad. And we I think we've Montana already had three people confirm for that. Right yep. We got the Montana Poet Laureate, Chris Latre coming on. We got Tammy K. Selman, and we got Brianna Maloki. Yeah. Be so, first time we branched into poetry for Cascade Writers. Um, and I'm surprised. Like, it turns out that poetry has a lot of super people, a lot of people super stoked for it. Yeah, man. People love poetry. Oh, yeah. I guess poetry so. Poetry got to get wrote, man. It's true. And it's a nice crossover between literature and performance. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be good. So, yeah, we have exciting stuff coming up. Oh, yeah. You know, one time I was featured on a spoken word poetry album. Were you? Yeah. Why? No, oh, I did not know this. Yes. I played background for a, for a couple of his stuff. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That sounds so I was doing right. piano and guitar for two of his things. I'm pretty I okay. Beat, I beat him once in a slam poetry contest. Nice. He beat me That's... like he beat me like five times, but I beat him once. Well, sure. It's sure. probably that mustache slowing him down. He was the local <laughs> slam poetry champ for he sure. Was. He was. Yeah. <clears throat> was there yeah, like a panel of judges or something? Yeah. yeah. How do you actually win at slam poetry? It's the understand. amount of snaps. Oh, <laughs> is it like the applause meter thing? <laughs> hey, Greg Falls had a decent. Uh, Greg Falls had a decent slam poetry group for like two years, and then it fizzled out. But yeah, it was real weird. It's true. Clay, have you updated? Yes. Oh yeah, you did. <laughs> well, okay. Today we are talking about and crazy thing. It's gonna be me. Did you just get away with it? You got away no. with it. No, I didn't. I updated it. I was talking about Cascade Riders. You have been <laughs> You got it. You got to go. You already Does let he? me go. You already moved Don't on. Don't let him go. <laughs> now we're doing fermented fiction's you're, favorite segment. You're a which Travis, is, you always have Clay's life update. You guys suck. Yeah, I should I should have just let it go. Uh, should have. I had it. But you I had to be a cocky. sore winner. <laughs> I did. I did. <laughs> uh, bummer. Um, well, I'll tell you what. I went out and I climbed it again outside for pretty much the first time all year, which was pretty awesome. I went out to Index and I did this. It's actually a super secret climb, so I can't talk about it, but it's pretty cool. You follow these little totems uh, and they lead you to this climb that uh, takes you all the way up and across the Index town wall, which is pretty pretty huge like rock face in washington it's it's very very fun and it's uh it's like an actual there's lots of like things placed like ladder rungs and things that you follow on the cliff face so it's not like a placing gear climb and so anyone with a harness basically can do it it's it's very very cool hmm. i won't say the name or where it is or any of that because it is a secret my friend showed it to me and went out and did it again for the first time in like three years and it's it's still super rad total adventure very fun fire that's my update that is fire was that so hard yeah good <laughs> well speaking of uh speaking of hidden things that not very many people know about our movie today perfect segue is titled rare exports rare exports yeah, is boy a howdy is that something rare <laughs> rare exports is a finish i think it is finish. Yep, finish. Finish. So you have to be at the top of the world happiness index to put something like that into the world. Yeah. Finish. I don't know what uh, genre. It fits in quite a few genres. It's kind of part comedy, definitely part horror, thriller, 
Christmas it's, movie. It's billed as a Christmas horror action comedy. There you go. It's a Christmas yeah. horror That's action comedy. That's his actual billing. All your favorite things. <laughs> Christmas horror action comedy from Finland um, about a family that accidentally catches Santa Claus in a wolf trap. And he doesn't turn out to be the holly jolly Santa Claus we all know and love in America. He's kind of more of the um, Krampus Santa Claus that kills people. So um, that's generally the the movie's storyline with a couple twists and turns that we're going to spoil in our next segment, which is... Horse and Trouble! Horse and Trouble! We're going to roll these dice into these funny little boxes, me and Jeremy. And um, whoever gets the higher roll has to defend the movie, no matter what they think about it. Whoever gets the lower roll has to attack the movie. No matter yeah, what, and they, he says we. I'm also saying we because I'm doing this too, instead of me. Uh, I said me. And this will be the first time this has ever happened. Even though next week we say that this yeah. will be the first time this has ever happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So next week when I say I'm uh, two for two in rolls, that's a that will have been a lie. We're gonna <laughs> find out what he actually is right now. My real record will be much different. Fermented fiction goes deep, y'all. It goes for into multiple dimensions. Now let's find out. What Jeremy will have been. Got a nine. I got a twelve. Hey, oh! Oh! Two and one, loser. Dang. Hey. Well, it will. Oh it's my one God. and one right now, sir. But well, it, it is one and one right now, but it yeah. will to have been. Two. Yeah. Forget yeah. that by next week. Yeah. That's a spoiler. <laughs> spoiler alert. But that's what we do here. Yeah. All right. All right. So Travis is going first. Let's get ready to rumble, everybody. We got 10 minutes of forced entrollment. Travis starts because he is the defender. Let's tap gloves and let's have a nice, clean debate. All right. Timer on. Go. All right. Rare Exports is such an easy movie to defend because the finish just like perfect pitch to a knockout of the park, like home run of a movie is Rare Exports. It's a horror comedy for sure. The action is in there, but I would say the horror comedy is more at the forefront. Um, and I think what it does, the best horror comedies are very self-aware, and it is very self-aware, and they don't sacrifice any of the like primary good filmmaking elements for the sake of comedy. So there's not a lot of like stupid body comedy or anything in this the comedy comes from like the premise being just insane um but like the cinematography of the finished landscape is gorgeous the like acting is so perfectly tongue-in-cheek the script is hysterical and the premise is insane because <laughs> it's like not only do they find santa claus you think it's santa claus spoilers are coming they find one of santa's elves as it turns out uh, who like kills people and is like this monster kind of their whole plan is like hey we could probably make money off of this <laughs> people want Santa Claus right um, so they plan to do this whole salesman pitch of like giving people Santa Claus because they want Santa Claus but it turns out Santa Claus is definitely not um, gentle um, and then the cool I just love the twist ending with the most perfect line delivery at the end of the movie <laughs> when they finally like reveal the that's not santa claus <laughs> that's one of his elves and then you realize that santa is actually this like giant demonic monster all <laughs> on the ground um so good so perfect i loved the krampus thing they played into it so well um the little kids are excellent actors, which is hard to find. Um, doesn't happen a ton. And yeah, that's my initial comments. Okay, so here's here's what I'm here's what I'm gonna say. Here's where I'm going with this, okay? So like it feels like a very original Christmas horror thing, whatever, until you realize you look at the entire and even a lot of the story beats it's it is aliens versus predator 
but Christmas. <laughs> There's people excavating in the middle of no Finland, whatever. And then they find a thing and they're like, oh man, what is this thing? And they find a whole bunch more of those things. And they think, oh man, this is the biggest thing that that's a threat to us now, but no. Then there's the big, big thing, which is the real problem at the end. Okay, and yeah, the the comedy, whatever, it works. Like right up until you're like, oh wait, it's only funny because the aliens have been replaced with with Santa. It's Santa's now. Santa's and elves. Jeremy, you know, you just, you just put forward this phrase as your attack of a movie. And I oh, want yes. you to realize that. Your attack of the movie was, it's Alien versus Predator, but Christmas theme. How is I that know what a I bad thing? <laughs> well, look, <laughs> it's just a reskin of something that we saw before. Does that make it more worthwhile? Who could say? That's for the scholars to debate. Yes, <laughs> it does. And here's why. Here's why it makes it more worthwhile. Because Alien versus Predator was so stupid but they tried to be serious and they didn't understand that they were like making fun of themselves. This movie takes all of that out and is like, we understand this premise is wild and dumb and easy to make fun of. We're going to lean the hell into that and just make it Santa Claus. <laughs> and that's so excellent. Like the finish. Hey, look, the, the finish, they're not getting special treatment just for being at the top of the world happiness index. No, you, you put that tip of the hat away, sir. Look, what it, what it is, right? And furthermore, you don't get points for, like, beautiful cinematography of the Finnish landscape when you're just in a place with beautiful landscapes. Okay? Hey, you don't... Go watch the movie Cutbank and tell me that you can't... You can film beautiful locations. Like you can make Look, them. I'm not gonna watch the movie Cut Bank because it's a movie about Cut Bank. <laughs> okay, I know what I'm getting into. No matter what the movie thinks it is. Yeah, you get it into lies. All it does is exactly. Lie. Ain't no sunflowers in Cut Bank. Yeah. Ain't no, ain't, no. Just racism in 4H. <laughs> we all know it. He's not from Cut Bank. Cut Bank people who are listening. Not. Yeah, not. look, I assume there's a couple more things. But anyway. <laughs> yes, but anyway. You, you, you keep putting these things forward as if they're bad things. Like, I don't, it's not like the cinematography is in a beautiful location and it's shot very well. The CGI for a low-budget Finnish movie about an evil Santa Claus <laughs> is pretty damn good. <laughs> it's a pretty small segment there. Like, it was like, here's top tier. Here's what I'll say. Look, when doing... It's easy... If, if you're setting out to write a Christmas horror thing, easy thing, item one, page one, evil Santa. That's easy. He's got plenty of roots in, like... Plenty of folklore about Santa just icing dudes. Yeah, I'm not. I just I don't think it's the these this rich un unmined area at this yeah. point. There Plenty are of murder Santas out there. There are myriads of evil Santa movies, right? But there's been two that have done it successfully. Krampus, which leaned into the horror elements and was like, we're gonna try and make like. Right off the bat, make sure that the audience knows this is not fun. This is a horror. And they did. And, like, they killed the daughter within, like, 15 minutes. And you're like, oh, damn, this is real. And then there's Rare Exports that's like, yeah, we're going to make sure the audience knows that this is going to be wild and hysterical. <laughs> well, of course, all you have to do to know what you're in for is watch the trailer and be like, oh, okay. So it's, so it's Angels versus... Alien versus Predator, but it's there's uh, but it's Santa's, and then there's a guy doing business. He's gonna make some bad business decisions, whatever. That's I fine. Can't. And then they're gonna fight an army of evil Santa things. That's also you're fine. You're throwing me soft pitches here, man. Because let's talk about the greatest trailer of all time. <laughs> because a <laughs> line in this the trailer, trailer doesn't sell the movie. A line in this trailer is legitimately. He knows, he knows if you're sleeping, or no, he sees you when you're sleeping, he knows when you're awake, 
He knows if you've been naughty or nice, and he doesn't give a f <laughs> Like, that is a lie. Yeah. <laughs> the trailer. Wonderful trailer. I saw it too. <laughs> Look, but let's be realistic. The, the trailer is the... The trailer is the hype of this movie-going experience. No. I saw that no. trailer. I saw that trailer. Thank you. Oh my god. I saw that trailer and I was like, I am so bought in. And then I watched the movie and I was like, I just spent the greatest two hours of my life. <laughs> the greatest. The greatest. Rare X. Well, look, I I'm not saying. Look, I'm not saying anything that's unrealistic I, I feel like i'm not being unreasonable yet but look if i wanted to watch alien versus predator as a christmas movie i would just get blasted on spiked eggnog and have a and have a grand old time you know i i still just don't see that as a bad thing. <laughs> and i want to say like i was a hipster like freshman in college and this was this was a back pocket movie I was so proud of because like I had other friends who were, <laughs> I had other friends who were movie nerds, but when it came to like discussions of like who knows the most about movies, I was like, have any of you seen Rare Exports? And they're like, no. And I'm like, okay, a movie fun. not having been heard of by a lot of people. Sorry, you haven't make seen a good movie. movie about evil Santa. <laughs> Something that people just haven't heard of doesn't make it good like i was the only one in this group to have heard of uh the tenth kingdom and i got shot down fear the wind i've been working on tenth kingdom i'm still watching it it's terrible no, i think it's mostly because you're scared I'm still Ew, working on it, right. man. I'm on like episode five. How did you make it that far? Beer of the week. It rules. That's why it doesn't rule. What do you got from Pedro Pascal there, Colin? Yeah, what you got? Oh, that's the question. And I guess I'm drinking another PBR, guys. Hey, wow. The same one as you will be drinking next week. Yeah, that's so good. Hell yeah. Good for you to refer to the future in the past. Heineken! Heineken. Patrick Pascal's a little basic, dude. A little bit. <laughs> a little basic. Well, hey, look, the heart wants what it wants. It does. And those are both quality beers. Yeah. Let's be honest. I'm not knocking either of those. I mean, I like let's that. put it this way. I'm getting pretty well hydrated. Yeah, you Jeremy. are. Hi, right, Jeremy. I know it's not the segment yet, and we're not going to reveal our true feelings. But if you of all people actually didn't like this movie, I'm gonna be like so shocked. <laughs> Can you tell by how little he had to say bad about it that he there's, loves this movie, dude? Look, I'm sure there's plenty of twists and turns yet to be revealed. Something's coming. Something's coming. All right, pumpkin. We got pumpkin ale from Hopworks. It has nothing to do with the movie, but it looked tasty. Yeah, I'm not so. mad at that. There it is. Frankly, and doesn't have anything to do with next week's movie either. No, but the and next week's movie's beer is f***ing perfect. <laughs> this one's got mm -hmm. ancho chilies and spices. Oh, hell oh, yeah. Which, and it's uh, pumpkin ale. So I'm pretty stoked about it. it. Smells incredible. This was out of uh, Pedro Pascal's fridge. Um, yeah. It, oh, hell yeah. It, it has expired, actually. I'm checking it. It actually has the date on it. I'm like... <laughs> Do fermented things really expire? No. Unlike the Corona, which doesn't even seem to have a date on it. They yeah, take them off. I That's think like... I left those Heinekens there last time I was at his chalet. Yeah. <laughs> like he has those around. They don't go You quick. don't buy Heineken. No. Come on. Look, somebody brought it there and left it there, and he's Me? too nice a guy to just get I don't mind Heineken. I'll buy a Heineken. Yeah. I've never fine. seen buy a Heineken. It became the beer of James Bond. Oh, okay. That's true. I don't know if that's a reason to like it. I mean, that's not... I mean, it's I that you're making a martini wrong, so it's... I mean, I like it slightly better than the Corona. I like it I better than Corona. Corona. Look, I mean, either of those are at a Corona party. Corona really needs a, a lime in it. Corona does need a lime. Yeah. And, and, and ideally, tahine. That's how they do it in Mexico. They put Tahine's the, the shit, dude. Yeah, you want it and a lime in it. Not oh, so good. Good. Not a okay. It's so good. A tahine rim with a lime. Uh, a yeah. 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 How are you gonna go I, wrong? I had it was L in LA. They put it on mango at the beach. Oh, I yeah. paid like oh, a yeah. 
five bucks for that. It was so good. Specs. Yeah, you need five bucks to get a PVR in Seattle. Some bullshit. <laughs> That's some more bullshit, man. All right, yeah, let's 30 get into of them. Thirty of them. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Travis is very proud of his Costco. This shit is real. We can, <laughs> life update. we can criticize capitalism as much as we want, but Costco is one of the benefits. A place slap. Look, that's capitalism <laughs> done right. That's capitalism done right. Thank you, Costco. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Sponsor Thank us. you, Costco. Sponsor us. <laughs> it's simple economics. I don't understand yeah. it at all. Yeah, that's it. 15 customers you could be getting that you don't got right now. Exactly. Well, you got one of them. <laughs> hey. So it's 14 customers you don't got right now. And you're not going to get me. So it's hey, it could be up to 30 if we're counting all of our regular viewers. Yeah. Yes. Doubled this season, everybody. Up to 30 from 15. Yeah. Let's go. Let's do it. Thanks for being right. here. Thank you. Clay, do you have notes? Yeah, I got notes. Oh, uh, hell yeah. All right. Are these things really elves? Let's be honest. Let's not call them elves when they're just fing zombies, okay? Yeah, they're just. I like don't appreciate that. Dudes. And we're in Finland. Why can't we call them droggers or something? You know, what's the Finnish word for zombie? That's what I want them to be called. Uh, I don't like that we just called them elves and just wrote that off. It's like, let's all just accept that the fairy tale is being compensated for. However, pretty The Finnish word for script. zombie is zombie. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. if it ain't, just Googled it. If it ain't broke, you know. But it doesn't have an E on the end of it. Oh! It is spelled differently. Yeah. Well, that's so it's like when you spell Kim with a Y or something. Or like when you spell <laughs> yeah. shop with an extra P and an also an E. Sure, sure, yeah. sure. All right, so zombies without the E. That's what these are, okay? Let's not pretend they're elves. I don't appreciate that. All right. Whatever happened to them horns, you know? I love that these guys, before they blow up Santa Claus, they go up and hack off these horns. But there's no payoff with it. We don't get to see what they got for them, at least, or what they do with them. Like, why didn't they mount them or something outside the shop? That would have been hilarious. I like to think like, they ground them up and mixed them with a bit of blow and just had a grand old time. Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. I hope they had a white Christmas in that way, but I don't think they did. There was no payoff for the horns. Got a problem with that because it was a great moment. It was a great moment. Uh, aliens versus Predators certainly did not invent any of the tropes that you're talking about. Sure. But, but it like... is definitely like a more recent version. Now, from the quality of this movie, I might have assumed that it came before AVP, but it actually didn't. It came three years after. So yeah. that was, I literally have it crossed off here. <laughs> Still need to say that. And then I was like, let me check though. And it didn't predate AVP. It just really looks like it did. AVP. Because they can only afford cameras that AVP would have had to use like 19 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, this movie is also totally the kind of movie where they had this big idea to have Santa Claus be a giant demon lord, and then they were like, tried one action scene, and they were like, "Wow, this stuff is expensive." <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, "I'll tell you what, all the stuff about Santa, he's staying in an ice cube, <laughs> and uh, we're gonna figure out another workaround." Because we have had one gunfight and it did not go well. Now uh, let's just move on with this movie and be funny again because we can't do action scenes. Um, now that said, this movie's a banger. That's the end of my notes. I will Quality. also he made his money. The director made his money and recently produced the action film Sisu about a gold miner that just kills Nazis for two hours straight, and it is fantastic. <laughs> I, I believe it. would give him some money. They could do an action scene, but the actions in this movie are atrocious. Um, however, it's a comedy, so it's fine. And I was in it so hard by the time the action came out. It's like, it doesn't matter what happens right now. I'm on board. I'm on board. Let's fly bags of children <laughs> to lure zombie hordes away from profit and then make sure that we get the profit. And then, and then we'll go worry about if the children are safe. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, for everybody listening that wants to know what this director does when he gets a high budget, there's a scene in Sisu where Sisu, the guy, 
throws a landmine through a cloud of fog in the air and it hits a Nazi square in the face. (laughs) What an absolute legend. And it's so great. (laughs) Snaps for Sisu. All right. Uh, That's my notes. That's the end of the segment. Colin, you got any facts? Yeah. How factual are we getting here? Fermented facts. I do certainly have some fermented facts ready to go. You might think back to our season one and Prospect was a short film that was turned into a full length feature film. Uh, Mm -hmm. This has a similar story, although you can easily find the short film. So um, the directed by Yalmari Helander. It was the... uh, the film, so the 2003 short film was Rare Ex- Exports Inc., and it was so popular, especially online. So it was very, it was released like locally, and most people found out about it basically online. And if you think back to like 2003, you remember a sort of young internet, uh, and so it took the internet by storm, and that's how it was really popular as a short film. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they produced uh, Rare Exports: The Official Safety Instructions. Um, and then from there, things got so popular that they continue, they wanted to make a full feature length film. So that's where this all came from. Um, and you can find the short film online. It's free to watch. It's definitely. It's hilarious. Um, and let's see. Um, the uh Rauno and Pietari are played by real life father and son Yorma Tamila and Oni Tamila. Fun fact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's cool. And uh supposedly, even though Corvatunturi is the area which the movie takes place within the Arctic Circle, there's still daylight during Christmas. Fun I appreciate fact. you trying to pronounce that name. I just do want to say that. Yeah. <laughs> you gave it a real go. I, I don't know <laughs> how close you got, but I do love that you just dove all the way in. Yeah, you just went right yeah. for you it. You know, if you're Finnish and you, if you want to correct me on my Finnish, just get in the comments down there. Yeah, Hop in the do. comments. Any comments? Honestly, comment. he's trying to Terry pronounce Finnish. He's trying to pronounce Finnish all the time, and frankly, it's offensive. I'm just trying. I'm just trying. I love it. Beautiful. I meant what I said. Uh, other filming locations include Norway, though, so... Well, all right. Be Sick. aware. Gross U.S. and Canada, $239,000. Because you were only expecting Finn. Yeah. Finland. Like, don't look right. at this yeah. thing and be like... That don't look too look closely. Oh, <laughs> wait a second. This is crazy. That's gross. <laughs> so the budget was, this is insane. Budget was 1.9 million euros. Gross US was 236,000. Oh. Opening weekend in US and Canada, $9,000. All right. <laughs> however, however, right? A nine, 9K, baby. Let's go. Uh, worldwide gross was four million. Okay, oh nice. So basically, twice what Is the budget it? was. Nice. Nice. Yeah, it's profit. I guess. Yeah. Uh, and it's actually, there's a couple articles online yeah. Yeah. that are really cool. That uh, one guy was saying. Um, What's unique about Rare Exports is that the it was released in 2010, which predates Krampus and Silent Night and Deadly Night. So especially with tre- streaming services lately have been buying into the let's do horror movies for October and for Thanksgiving and for Christmas, right? And his point was that uh, this all basically, this started the trend, Rare Exports, that by no, Mara no. Bachman 2020 article. On screen rant. Yeah, right. Right. So Where's they did it first. Arbor Day. I would mildly disagree with her on the whole holiday trend, but but definitely the Santa evil Santa trend. Oh but, yeah, like her point is like everybody knows Krampus, but she likes to bring up uh, rare exports as like, oh, do you know about rare exports? If you liked Krampus, because they did it right. before that. Yeah, totally. And different movies, yeah. like, you know, like different, you know, we're talking like Evil Dead versus, you know. Uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Uh, more like a actual horror film versus a comedy horror film. 
That's what I'm saying. He's talking, yeah, isn't he's that talking original Evil Dead. He's talking original Evil Dead. That's like a horror comedy. Got it. Yeah. Got it. yeah. So it's like original Evil Dead versus, versus World Dead. War Z. Yeah. It's original Evil Dead versus remake Evil Dead. Because remake mm-hmm. Evil Dead is a straight up horror film. Yeah, which I, I like which I said it. That's why it wasn't good. I yeah. loved it, and we Fact. should do an episode on that because I will be that movie. For a while, you would. All right, we're talking about Evil Dead number one. All right, rare exports, rare exports. Jeremy, what you got attacked? When did you actually think? Okay, I think I didn't actually watch the movie, and I did the debate anyway. (laughs) Whoa, that is the other explanation coming out. So, Jeremy, I love this movie. (laughs) Hey, I will debate anything, anytime, regardless of what I've seen, read, or listened to. All right, any day of the Shark Week. All right. <laughs> well, I think so, yeah. Just obviously. Let's not let's not kid ourselves. I would clearly love everything about this movie. <laughs> yeah, you have to go get it. You have to go check it out. Obviously, I'm going to do it on VHS so you don't miss any porn references. Exactly. That'll make sense next week. It will. <laughs> We're planning some very good jokes for the next episode. Setting them up. We're putting them on the tee. Setting them up. Travis, We're going to knock them right down. What did you think? Yeah, Travis. I have loved this movie since... I don't so I do not remember how I stumbled upon Rare Exports. I think I was like bored at home once and was just like browsing through horror films on like Shutter, And mm-hmm. I saw like santa in the back like in the still frame and i was like huh this looks interesting and i just went on the wildest 78 minute ride of my life <laughs> absolutely ever since this movie's just like stuck like glue in my brain i always remember the whole that's not santa claus it's one of the elves <laughs> and like the giant horned santa rising out of the ice that scene will forever be in my brain and it's fantastic. Beautiful. This would be so funny. The child actors are like so deadpan funny, and their Good. performances are fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, you didn't always get that in 2010. You didn't no. really get it until kind of recently, I feel like. Yeah. Not where child actors are consistently good. It's like another thing about the Santa Claus, but boy. Uh, that'll make sense next week. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, child actors in general are hard to like they, they aren't good often um, again no. this will be referenced next week but I've, I've been watching the Hunger Games movies and reading the books and the girl that plays Prim is terrible <laughs> and it's like hard to watch because Jennifer Lawrence is fantastic and anytime yep. she has an interaction with her sister it's like oh one of you is an Oscar winner and the other one is Nowhere to be seen as an adult. I wonder why. Yeah. yeah. It's like the first Harry Potter that. compared to the fifth Harry Potter. Yeah. Why is five your go-to? The five is a slog. Well, I think that's why, right? He's talking about a bad performance for a good one. Acting chops. I guess, but they're supposed to be better actors, but... Five is the most boring book and movie. Oh, man, well, this I, blowback all of a sudden. Five. I should have said three. Yeah, what do you want from me? Yeah, go three. Or three four, is the one I mean, where look. Three is the one where everyone's fire. like, "Ooh, Alfonso Cuarón. This is finally." Okay. Yeah, well, that's where it got creepy. Well, they yeah, switched. Yes, solid. Yeah, went from Chris <laughs> Columbus to Alfonso Cuarón. Chris Columbus Beautiful. was a more more of an avid fan of the books, though, and stuck to the books better. I will just say that. Anyway, we're not talking about Harry Potter. We yeah, are. we're talking about Rare Exports. It's just like Rare Exports. Let's get it's on just, It's basically the same as Rare Exports, if you think about it. <laughs> okay, I do have... the guy who watched not the movie. I do have I to... The trailer. I have to ask a tangential question now, because we brought up Harry Potter, and we're talking about Christmas, and we're in December when this, this episode's going to release in December. Is Harry Potter, because Freeform the channel plays off both of these, are Harry Potter more Christmas movies or more Halloween movies? Well, look, I could see the argument for the first one being a Christmas movie because Harry gets his invisibility cloak for Christmas. And big that, deal. And that's big a big deal. And it's like he learns that he learns about magic. He learns that like Santa yeah. Claus is probably real. 
The now. first one is a Christmas movie, but the other ones are more Halloween. Yeah. All right. and, Fair enough. Okay. And look, Freeform, Freeform is going to do a Harry Potter marathon drop of the hat. Month. <laughs> every We got to fill these time slots. Like, but, ooh, what do we got? Like, I don't know. Harry Potter marathon. Let's go. Play. I want to know what you think of Rare Exports. I pretty much said it. I, I think this movie is an absolute banger. Um, I I loved it. I I turned it on and I was like, now Jeremy suggested this movie. I think it was him or you. No, it was you. It was you. I still haven't seen it. Okay, so Travis, I apologize because you suggested this movie, but I thought it was Jeremy. Oh. Now, there's your problem. It was my problem because I watched the Tenth Kingdom. And I started moving. I was like, this is going to be just like the 10th Kingdom. <laughs> this is going to be absolute garbage. And when it started with essentially the plot of Alien vs. Predator, I was like, oh, man, it's just another one of these. Uh, we'll see how it goes. But, man, was I wrong. This movie was a ride all the way from start to finish. <laughs> they started digging up Santa. Uh, you know, and there was a really... It was just, it was actually a really well-written film. I love he's stapling shut the 24. <laughs> he's like, he tapes it the first time, but then as it gets closer, he's like, I'm stapling this mother <laughs> This day is not going to happen. And it, uh, the cookies, the cookies in particular, were my favorite piece of writing, I think. I love how they use the cookies throughout the script for like multiple purposes they start that's the way they reveal that the kid's mom is gone that the family's going through some hard times that the dad is trying his best and the kid is kind of acknowledging that but then they kind of like lead into this whole good boys are in bed by now like that was a great line mm -hmm. um he says these cookies are just like mom used to make them and that's all they say about it it was really well done it was a show don't tell moment and then later, <laughs> the next day, he totally burns the Christ out of the ham. And <laughs> and so he's got the uh, cookies again. And the kid's like, is this all we have to eat for Christmas dinner? And the dad's like, here, take mine. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> yeah. And then and then they've got Santa Claus hogtied and hung up like a dead carcass watching the kid because it wants to murder him. And they're passing the cookies around because <laughs> it's all they've got to eat in this entire movie. <laughs> so good. Uh, but just things like that, those like little plot devices that play so many purposes. It was actually a really, really well-written movie, and I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Frankly, I'm offended that you were this wounded by the Tenth Kingdom. It was terrible. <laughs> terrible. And we're not talking about it now or ever. <laughs> well, it's coming down hard on that. I don't know. Someone still, else could defeat the Tenth Kingdom. I, I know some it. of us got like hard out. So I want to, Colin. What is Get your in the comments for Tenth Kingdom? What is your rare yeah. sports take? Did you watch it, Colin? I was not able to watch the full thing, but I'm I'm a, I'm a fan. Sweet. <laughs> I'm gonna give this movie a plate of Christmas cookies. Mm -hmm. And you know a good a good glass of bourbon. I would say warm milk, but I hate milk, so it's terrible. Mm. Well, all right. Who needs bones anyway? Yeah. What, are, what are the two of you who didn't watch the movie or didn't watch that <laughs> voice? Yeah, how many beers? How many did it take for you to not finish the movie, Colin? Uh, let's see. <laughs> well. I mean, at I this point, my like, beers, two, right? Though. Since he didn't finish? <laughs> yeah, we're right. up to, you know, definitely continue with the eggnog for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, maybe a twisted tea in there. All right. Oh, wow. Okay. This is going places. They probably make a festive twisted tea. Oh, I hope so. Like a cranberry. Yeah, is there a... Is there, a mm -hmm, mm -hmm. there is one of those. Christmas... Yeah, you'd like a Christmas ganja blend. Yeah, probably. Yeah, there's definitely a cranberry one. Because I least. mean, they made I, a, I can't like, think of Christmas ganja. 
for fourth. I mean, last I'm year. sure somebody. What'd you say, Travis? What'd you say? Yeah, what? Fourth of July last year, did a rocket pop one, so I bet they made a, <laughs> a Christmas one. Yeah, yeah festive one. Of what, course, come on. How many beers for you, Clay? Um, for me, well, you know, I watched a Stone Cold Sober, and it was amazing. So I would just say, just do that. You know, <laughs> you don't need to, you don't need any beers to enjoy this movie, but. If you do just want to crack one open while you enjoy it, crack a nice, cold, heady stout right around the time that they're hogtying Santa Claus. Which <laughs> but if you do it right around that time, I think you could stand to drink your way through the action scenes because they are pretty bad and low budget. Yeah, there you go. But like, again, you'll be so bought in by then that it, it doesn't matter. But it ain't good. Now, so a beer can help do that. Do that part. Beautiful. Absolutely. I mean, what's what's that? uh, What's that Christmas beer? It's like the old Scrooge, something or other. Old recipe. They always have it at Costco. No, old. No, it's specifically for Christmas. Mm. Santa Claus. We drink a Santa Claus next week. Yeah, we sure <laughs> did do that in the future. <laughs> we should do that in the future. <laughs> and it was oh yeah, that was Silver City Brewing. Orange it cat. sure will have yeah. been Old then. Scrooge Christmas Ale by Silver City. Oh yeah, that is a good one. I yeah. do like Silver City. Beautiful. Rep in Bremerton. Rep it. Cool. Home of the oh, Cascade Rider yes. Conference. Oh, do it. Jeremy, how, how many years, Jeremy? How many beers okay. will it take for you to watch this movie? <laughs> so it sounds like so it sounds like shit, I dude. would watch it with no beers needed. However, you know, I deserve from the sound of thing anywhere between three to fifteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> anywhere between those. So like however many someone handed you who was yeah, watching. Like, yeah, if however many somebody hands me, as long as the minimum number is three. Okay. That's great. Sounds like it'll be fun no matter what. To do a duo watch. Yeah. Like a Christmas live stream. Like a Twitch. Yeah. Do you want to open I will, I will watch this movie again with you? Like <laughs> for a Christmas movie. Let's live stream. You need it to watch it in December. Like, we yes. should live stream it. Do you guys all want to do a watch party and live stream it for? If so, everybody. I have two weeks off first. from class, so. I mean, uh, I'll do it. Not now, yeah. but in December. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. We're exporting. Get in right. the comments. It's happening. Get in the comments. Make it happen. Whether you tell us what not. you want us to watch for Christmas, we can live. We stream. got another live thingy coming. Philip Bridges, tell it. us. Yeah, Philip. And join the stream. My goodness. Yeah, Philip should come on the stream. He should. He's got a British if accent. Anybody deserves to be on the show. It's Philip. It's like gonna, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna uh, reach like out. He, he makes the list before I do. Absolutely. Let's be real. He's been here longer than you. Exactly. He's been here longer than Colin. Listen, full <laughs> disclosure, um Leopoldo Gout reached out to us. Yeah, he when did. he yeah, saw our episode weird. on YouTube. So, like, full on, we're going to start reaching out to people. We're going to reach out to the writer of Rare Exports and see if he wants to tune into our live stream in December. Let's do it. We're doing it. Hit that guy up. Get him. Hit him up. Get him. We got Leopoldo Gout, and he knows... He knows Pedro Pascal, so what well, I mean, maybe that's it why he does up because Pedro told him. That well, yeah, cool. I mean, he's been to the chalet and everything. Yes, he's been to the. I chalet. saw Leopoldo in the garage. I don't know if he got invited in either. <laughs> Sorry about Leopoldo. Leopoldo, Leopoldo wanted Leopoldo. to talk to us on our show. I know, no, I, I know. I chimed I've, off I've read the whole We're thing. connecting well. with him. What did well, he say, on Leopoldo? We can't just you can't just say things like that. He did. He we said he'd love to have a beer with us and come on the That's show. That's right. Bet. Yeah. Bet indeed. What, Travis? You asked a question. What was that? That was my question. What? What? What did he say? Oh. Oh yeah. yeah. He's he's he, he wants to call us. Uh... Yeah, it's oh, dope. It well, because because we figured that uh, <laughs> that 
Pedro Pascal was the narrator for his book uh mm -hmm. because there was some sort of connection there and he said on our youtube channel for fermented fiction that actually it's a funny story and he didn't know pedro which i thought for sure the only way he got pedro to read his audiobook was because of some sort of connection there so we got to learn what that is we got to have leopoldo on oh, our yeah. show and ask him these hard-hitting questions <laughs> <laughs> and how do you know Pedro? <laughs> so hard hitting. American the chalet. <laughs> yeah. yeah he's of course he's been to the chalet. He only clay gets left in the garage. That's true. Yeah, he said we should have a beer together, Canales. And then he said uh he could tell us how the how Pedro really did end up being his narrator. Nice. Let's so yeah, it. we could do it. Yeah. Anyway, Rare Exports. Out. Hell of a movie. Hell of a movie. Let's assume. get that finished director because he kicks ass. And uh, thank you so much for being here, everybody. Merry Christmas in a week or so. And uh, okay, hold on. I have to do a shout out for him. So oh, written and directed by Yalmari Helander. Yeah, that guy. Uh, and he, oh, Yuso Helander. So, the Hellender folks, we're looking at you. We love your movie. We want you on the show. We're going to reach out to you. Let's make this happen. It's going to be a Christmas miracle. Yeah. We all believe in Christmas, don't we? I love your movie, Sisu, as well. So, I'm a double movie fan of you. Travis is going to talk to you about Sisu. I assume bangs. It does. I think it does. Probably. I, it sounds like it does. It I'm, sounds I'm like it's it. got everything it's I want. It's a 65-year-old gold miner killing Nazis. Like, it's the best. <laughs> what do you want? Like. Yeah. So it's John Wick in the mountains, it sounds like. It's Finnish John Wick that, like, never talks. He just kills Nazis. I love everything you just said. Me too. <laughs> I hate Nazis, and I love gold miners killing them. So let's go. Huh? Talking to people. <laughs> Yeah, it's wonderful. Wins all around. Win. All right, let's do it. Everybody, Merry Christmas. Thanks for tuning in. This has been Fermented Fiction. Good night. Nighty night. Good night, everyone. Merry Christmas.